0: It's almost like your body goes, okay, I'm giving preference to this thing growing. It's suddenly more important than you are. Mm. And if you don't provide enough fuel, enough nutrients, the body's going to take that stuff and it's going to pass it on to the baby first and you're going to be left with what's left. So to think that anyone is depriving themselves from pregnancy or postpartum, if anything, you just got to, you know, fuel up, rest up. Um, because, yes, you've got to you know, think of the well being of the child growing inside of you, but you also have to think of yourself. Because if you're a depleted mother, you know, from the get go, and then there comes the sleep deprivation and everything else, and then there comes the, you know, bone density issues in your 40s and hip replacement when you're 50, um, all the calcium being drained off you, it's, it's massive. It's physically just, it's huge what your body's going to be going through. So to feel up, you know, previous to that is the best gift you can give to yourself and your child welcome to the win
1: at life podcast a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love hi emma welcome back hey, Kitty. <laughs> hey. Thanks for me. everyone knows who emma is well obviously if they follow me and listen to our podcasts and you know use our supplements they'll know know emma emma's been on the show multiple times i think actually the um the podcast I did with you very first it was the interview I did with you the very first time I got you to do an interview because it was really hard you know like you just were a bit resistant at the start and now you just put yourself out there everywhere
0: um, <laughs> and that I podcast, just like to type my little articles and yeah, sit in the corner yeah. quietly but it's like, yeah, and she's it's like kitty's it.
1: forcing me to get out but you're just so Literally. knowledgeable and I think people love hearing from you and listening to you speak because you just taught us so much um but that podcast that one we did was like it's the second most downloaded podcast behind. Tomo's one about hormones
0: oh see so I need to come
1: there. in here and yeah, beat it
0: over Tomo's yeah.
1: <laughs> to oh, so let's funny. make
0: this one beat it then
1: <laughs> yeah okay we've got to we'll make this one so this one I just wanted to you know like if if, if you follow me on Instagram I've um, recently shared that you know last year Craig and I decided that we'd you know, wanted to try and have a baby. And I just had not shared anything because Craig's much more private than me. And he was like, you know, Kitty, just be nice to keep some of this stuff to, 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 to ourselves. <laughs> um, and then, you know, as time went on and, you know, and we'll talk about this, we actually went to see a fertility specialist. And I don't know whether this is part of the reason. And you know me, I just speak the truth. But I think once he found out that he's got the super sperm, he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> maybe deep down he thought maybe it was him. Maybe there's something wrong with <laughs> yeah, him, he never, yeah. you know, like you just don't know, right? Yeah. But he, I sort of said to him, like, I'd really just like to start sharing a bit more about the journey. And he's like, okay, that's fine, Kitty. Like, if you want to do it, go ahead and share. So, yeah, this Emma and I are just going to talk about the journey from last year and then talk about preconception. And, you know, Emma's obviously had two children, so she's very experienced in this and what you can do for your body if you're thinking about... um trying to have a baby. So I'll try and keep this story short. But basically last year and Emma's always in my ear about having a kid in a nice way though. Emma. She's very nice. She's like, no, you'd be a great mom, kitty. And we always would talk about it. And it's just interesting. Well now like, that
0: you and I are practically married and yeah, that's right. running businesses together and <laughs> yeah. our lives are colluding with husbands yeah. and all of that. It's um yeah, i do the whole the whole um, oh kitty, you know your life's perfect without it. And if it does it it does and if it doesn't it doesn't and then every now and then I'd say but you two would make yeah, She's like, just, like, I'm chance. just so pro kids
1: I'm so pro kids <laughs> but you just you just remind me so much of my mum like my mum's a real motherly mum like she just loves being a mum you know like I just you can just tell that you just I mean I know all mums love their kids but you really seem to enjoy motherhood
0: oh that's a nice thing
1: to say yeah just, which is good
0: you know like some, you're, going, you're not a fly the wall of my house when I kind oh, yeah. of fragile i'll lose all my children but i mean you know, obviously we both had similar mothers who were yeah. 100% mum and yeah. loved it and were so you know they would back their kids no matter what and and to this day you know i think you and me are the same that we're like oh should we start this crazy business and our yeah. mother's probably the first to say yeah do it we need help yeah we'll, i'll be there for you it's um yeah it's nice to have that as an example I feel very privileged
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, like, but then I've never really been someone like my mum said, she always wanted to have kids and I've never really thought about having kids really. Like I've never had that real burning desire to do it. Obviously my mum would love it if we had kids, but she's good. They don't like put pressure on us, but they obviously would like it. Um, And, you know, lots of people again, but they get in my ear in a nice way. Like I'm never one who sits here and goes, Oh, I feel so pressured by people telling me I have kids. Mm -hmm. And when people would ask us if we're having kids, like I just, it doesn't. I don't get upset about it. Like, it's not. Yeah. You know, I just think, yeah. oh, they're just asking. Like, you know, like yeah. I don't know why people get so offended about these things. But yeah. anyway, so it's, it's your good that way. You're very. So yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. Like, I'm you're just like, oh, who gives a shit? You know, like, so what if people ask you if you're going to have kids? It's not really an issue. So anyway, last year, you know, like there was Corona, and I think I was just sort of started to, you know, like you start to think, well, like, okay, if this is just all that there is, like, is there any? Is there something else? You know, like. Hmm. I love I this is sounds so cheesy. I just love Craig so much. And I was started to think about, oh imagine like making another human with him. Like that would be really awesome. Like we already have a really great relationship. Yeah, you know, obviously we fight sometimes and he wants to probably, you know, choke slam me because I can you know, be <laughs> quite challenging, but we really do love each other. And you know, I was just started to think, oh, you know, like maybe it would be cool to have a kid. So Off I went, you know, I said, mentioned it to you and I thought, okay, we'll just go get some blood tests done and got them done and you looked at them and things were fine. And then sort of, it was stressful last year and Craig and I were like, we sort of in a way had our foot half in half out for quite a while. Mm. And like, you know, I said this to Emma, I think one of the hardest things we found the months that we would actually have a go at it, at timing, you know, having sex in that period where you're ovulating and looking for the cervical mucus and just, you know me, I'm like so I track everything and I'm like I've got to do everything and I think that put more pressure on me. But Craig and I have been together for seven years and we live together, eat together, sleep together, work together, so we're so familiar, <laughs> you know, and it was really weird. You don't me. have that opportunity when you've been out for a few hours and you come no. back go, oh, honey, I missed you. We, we are that. together 24 bloody way <laughs> it's, it's actually quite bad because oh, we never yeah. get the opportunity to miss each other. So the whole yeah. sex thing, it just was just turned into into this terrible traumatic like you and know, it
0: sounds like it was becoming analytical the process terrible no romance left no terrible. Romance. it
1: was terrible yeah. and then I had the yeah. braces on I couldn't give a blow job and that's you know, <laughs> no. like god that's it's a bit of an overshare there but you know Craig like nice. that's just part of our our warm-up thing so that re- it just was all of these things and it was stressful and then You know, we sort of some months we tried, then we didn't try. And then also, too, I was still, you know, like I'm an athlete at heart. Even though I feel my body, I'm an athlete. I train hard. I push myself hard. I work hard in my business. You know, I do the best to mitigate the stress and eat food, a lot of food. You know, I love my food. But I think mentally it was really, like, hard for me to go, you need to let go of that. Like, that's your identity. And in a way, I had to go, you know, I needed to let go of it and go well probably being an athlete kitty really isn't the right thing to do but this is the
0: perfect thing for you to go through kitty because (laughs) you are so productive successful things can be so organized and you can be so structured and measured and all of this but making babies so out of your control and this but this is for everyone it's such a it's a hundred percent this natural evolutionary process that is at the mercy of something else and Yes, you could control it to a point, or you can do the things to improve the situation. But suddenly, your challenge is this thing that oh, it's 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 not something I can plan for or prep for yeah. on a Sunday. You know, it's, it's and and it's 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 a good thing for you with your personality to go through on that level. Um, the learnings it's you'll hard. get from it. Are, wow, having to let go and just go with the process and and yeah very hard and i and i remember that i still remember the phone call from you a few months ago where you said so what else could i do you know could we analyze my diet a bit further Could we make it a bit more perfect my, my temperatures look great but what, what else could i take what else could i change and and looking at how damn perfect your week is my only advice was how about you be a bit less perfect and how about you <laughs> Actually, less? Down, Courtney? Yeah. and how about you ditch that prepped dinner you've got for tonight take your husband out for pizza <laughs> and ice cream and have a cocktail. Like, honestly, that it, it's, it's, again, finding balance because when it comes to stress, you know, even in a perfect world, everything looks perfect on paper, that can be stressful because to keep mm. up with that and keep up with perfect, mm. you don't know, but, yeah, it's going to elevate stress because you, you're trying to maintain that perfection and sometimes to find balance and get cortisol down and be in this calm mm. place you actually might need to exclude a bit of perfection and put in a bit of fun, put
1: in a bit of spontaneity, a mm. bit of romance. And not plan everything to the, it's so not funny. Not plan everything. Because you, you were telling me that and also Vic, you know, our friend and op- operations yeah. manager who I talk to you about all the time, you know, she's like, Kitty, you just need to just stop trying so hard. Like just, yeah. just let it happen, you know, but it's hard. Right. Like people tell you these things, but you're just still in my head because I'm always like, what can I control? What can I do? Very much like I don't like to leave things, you know, but I guess and also then I started to just become so focused on it where I was like, I can't be happy if I don't have a baby. And that's the thought process of having my head. And then I remember getting on a call to Vic one day and then I think I told you about it after and where like I was chatting to her And because she's like, you know, you just haven't been yourself the last few months. And I just cried and I cried and I was telling her how I felt. And then she started crying. (laughs) We're both sitting there crying. And she's like, look, you know, like you just got to like, just let it be like, and she's also, you can be happy without a kid. And then I had this great conversation with Fern, who was Lynn's, you know, Lynn, my old business coach and our friend, sister. And, you know, I just had this really great conversation with her and she's like, you're happy, Kitty. You've always been happy. Mm-hmm. You know, you, mm-hmm. it's great that you want to have a baby, but remember you, it's, you, can, you can choose to be happy regardless. And I think I just then realised after all these conversations, like, stop putting the pressure on yourself. Oh, stop trying. so kind of
0: productive, isn't it? And it's that, yeah. it's that typical story. And I've seen your clients so many times over the years too, the ones who've, you know, tried to get pregnant, didn't happen. Went through yeah. IVF didn't work for them um multiple miscarriages didn't happen and then they get to a certain age where they go you know what i've run out of time run out of money whatever i'll Mm. accept the fact that it's me and my husband will plan a big holiday or something Mm. and as soon as they let go of trying Mm. or they sign the adoption papers or something you know for a plan b Mm. they fall pregnant it's 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 remarkable because the the process in itself was causing them so much stress that it was preventing pregnancy from happening or it was you know causing miscarriages. Um, mm-hmm. and as soon as they they let go of that went okay what's well, not happening for us that's okay I've accepted that mm-hmm. amazingly they fall pregnant without the IVF or without the other things. Mm-hmm. And it's just it goes to show how stress is such a major part of this. And if you make it a stress, it's it's you're not helping the situation. Um, and for you too acknowledging that A, you're already happy, B, you're already you've got a great relationship. Some people are looking to fill a void because their marriage isn't that lovely. So they think mm-hmm throw a kid in to distract me, mm. um, perhaps. But you've got all these things awesome. Yes, if you had a kid, it'd just be like a bonus. It'd be an add-on. Mm. Mm. Um, it's not needed, but it's it'd be cool, you know. <laughs> so, and yeah. just... Uh, and it's oh. interesting,
1: like, when we went to see, the, you know, this Dr. Ong that I've been telling you about, like, I really like him as this Asian guy and he's did, done the blood tests and, you know, Craig did the jerk-off into the cut. Remember I was, like, telling <laughs> yeah. you on the phone and poor old Craig's in the okay. room listening to me tell you on the phone what he's doing while the whole, you know, the, <laughs> whole, the, the whole waiting room is sitting there listening to me. He's like, oh, my God, Kitty. He's like, you're so loud. He's like, can you just think about what you're saying? Like, it's like I'm trying to do <laughs> this and here <laughs> I can listen to you. But, you know, everything, the dog, he's like, look, you got heaps of eggs, you know. All your blood tests look good. Craig's got this amazing sperm, apparently, which obviously I haven't heard the end of. But he's like, "Look, like I can't tell you without actually going in there and having a look that you could have some endometriosis, you could have some issues with your fallopian tubes." But he said, "You know, everything else, everything looks fine from what I can see." He said, "So just stop trying so hard." He's like, "Just go yeah. away, have some sex." <laughs> he was really good actually. Like he was really, you know, he said, do it for another, you know, like six months, three to six months. And then if nothing happens, then we could pot- potentially, you know, like explore more, um, you know, and yeah, it's, I actually in my head was thinking, oh, maybe this is good that this has happened. Cause you know, I rang you and I was realized that I just need to like calm down a bit with my training and I'm not an athlete anymore. I've got to try to be less of an athlete. So, you know, I've just been, more relaxed with my food and, you know, not, I don't push as hard. I still train obviously, but I don't push like I would usually push. And gradually my body fat's come up to like 27%, you know, just doing all the normal things I would do, eat the liver, eat the oysters, you know, take some extra, you know, I've been taking vitamin E and I've always taken vitamin K and aspirin, you know, and we've just, you know, you said, look, take the progest consistently, just take that again consistently. So doing those extra things and just in my head, I'm like, well, maybe this was meant to happen like this, you know, now your body's in a really good spot. You're less oh, stressed. You're you know. only better
0: off yourself personally for having made those changes.
1: Mm. What, and so what, Emma, let's talk about like for the women out there who are wanting to fall pregnant like this, it's like pregnancy zero preconception. You know, you've been through it. You've had two babies. Like what should women do to prepare their body for pregnancy? Because I can imagine it's a really tax, like, taxing on the body for a female. Like pregnancy, oh, pregnancy if you're not well
0: nourished it's massive and mm. I gosh years now I've been in my head writing this article I've been meaning to write which I must get around to but there's so many I mean you can follow certain influences on Instagram or listen to certain podcasts and you know listen to the whole pregnancy experience and breastfeeding experience and all these things and you'll get nothing but you know the romance of it all and how beautiful yeah. and special it is and it, yeah absolutely it is but as special as it is it's Freaking taxing you've got Mm. this very large parasite growing inside your body literally like it's take it's all of a sudden as the pregnancy process kicks in it's it's almost like your body goes okay i'm giving preference to this thing growing it's suddenly more important than you are Mm. and if you don't provide enough fuel enough nutrients the body's going to take that stuff and it's going to pass it on to the baby first and you're going to be left with what's left um so to think that anyone is depriving themselves from pregnancy or postpartum, um, if anything, you just got to, you know, feel up, rest up um, because, yes, you've got to, you know, think of the well-being of the child growing inside of you. But you also have to think of yourself because if you're a depleted mother, you know, from the get-go um, and then there comes the sleep deprivation and everything else and then there comes the, you know, bone density issues in your 40s and the hip replacement when you're 50, you um, where all the calcium being drained off you. It's it's massive. It's physically just it's huge what your body's going to be going through. So to feel up you know, previous to that is the best gift you can give to yourself and your child. Um I don't think I was personally ever in that mindset of, oh, I'm doing preconception care because um for myself, because we I'm one of the lucky ones that the minute we tried to We'll st- stop trying not to get pregnant. We feel mm. pregnant immediately. So I was like, oh, God, I wasn't ready for this to happen so soon.
1: But you were already uh, eating pro-metabolically before that. Well, this was is it. Like I'd already had been, to spend a few years. I'd,
0: without knowing it, I'd been mm. doing preconception care because mm. I'd, you know, from my years of experimenting on all realms of diet and seeing the pink of so many ones. And then luckily I had a good few years of having found Ray's work, having found certain you know, texts and things that just made me rethink my whole entire, you know, realm of nutrition and applying it on myself and observing the changes. Um, perhaps that was a good part of why I maybe felt pregnant so easily, or maybe it was just timing. Um, so I'd, I'd done the work. So, mm. but for anyone else out there, who's in that conscious place of, okay, I can fathom wanting to get pregnant in the next six, 12 months, even two years. It, it really is, first of all, down to, okay, what has your background been? You know, so, some people who have just been, I don't know, not following diets as such, but just eating good, reasonable food most of their life, they're probably good to go. Um, mm-hmm. It's when we've done these extreme diets or when we've been over-exercising or fasting or, you know, whatever it may be or, or taking recreational drugs or on the pill mm-hmm. for too long. Any of those things can put you in a compromised state. So it's worth undoing the damage of that. Um, I think more women undereat than overeat, and I think getting getting calories right, getting the, I suppose, ratio of your macronutrients right, making sure there's enough carbohydrate, um, and nutrients in general, stockpiling nutrients, making sure there's abundant calcium. Because calcium is one thing, particularly when prolactin kicks in, the milk production kicks in. You know, if you don't provide enough calcium, it will be leached from your bones. You know, and that's what prolactin does. That's its role. You know, if the calcium isn't flooding in, it will start dissolving your bones. So, you know, stockpile the calcium. If you don't tolerate milk, find a form of dairy that you do tolerate, maybe work on your gut so that you can tolerate milk perhaps. Um, just, you know, getting your head around those things. And even topics like, and this is so typical, but often when people find out they're pregnant, they might already be five, six, eight weeks pregnant and they go, oh, I'm pregnant. Okay, so what do I do? And maybe their GP or their, um, you know, whatever specialist they're going to work with throughout their pregnancy suddenly says, you need folate, you need folic acid, you need to be on folate. You know, this is the obsession. Well, it's all about the neural, neural tube and preventing the defects there. But what they don't often talk about is the fact that that neural tube closes over usually about four weeks in. So if you're already five or six weeks pregnant, well, that window of opportunity to really get your folate right is already gone. <laughs> so taking folate mm-hmm. is, yeah, it's still necessary, but it's not, you know, as important as it is during that, you know, preconception to four weeks into pregnancy. Is that that important window to make sure folate's abundant? Um, so understanding that is is kind of helpful, and and also just knowing that okay, so you want folate, you don't necessarily need a folate supplement um, folic acid too if you haven't already looked into it is in itself potentially carcinogenic you don't want folic acid as a form you'd want folinic acid or folate um, but look to food first don't ignore food but your most abundant source of folate comes from liver funnily enough you know not not even you know far more abundant than from green leafy vegetables um, so if you'd already been regularly eating a bit of liver or taking a bit of liver you know, preconception, you're probably pretty good for folate. So that kind of information, um, yeah, can, can really help. And it really can also offset that stress. You know, you might be 10 weeks pregnant and someone keeps at you. you take taking your folic acid, and you you? Making you feel quite, you know, nervous and paranoid about it. You can go, well, it's okay. I'm past that point anyway. Didn't you know that? Um, which, yeah, funny that that's not talked about so much.
1: Yeah, and all the like some of the co- common like I get a lot of questions too because obviously people buy our, which I forward on to you, but um, around the liver and taking liver while pregnant, mm. you know, can you talk about that and like, you know, the studies, like, you know, people are like, oh, it's going to like what studies they were referencing to and what sort of vitamin A and, you know, now people are like, oh, you don't eat liver. You yeah, know, it's, remember-
0: it's crazy. If, if anyone wants the particular study links, just email me. Um, I can forward them on to you, but um, yeah, very interesting. I mean, the the issues or the concerns happened way back when it was it was a random case where they were actually taking synthetic retinol, you know, not mm. food grade vitamin A, um, and it was you know in the hundreds of thousands of IU, like beyond anything you could get through food, um, and they still didn't couldn't quite prove that a birth defect was the main issue you know involved in that case but yeah i guess people then just get paranoid or don't want to be liable for any potential harm you know as a practitioner so they just go well if that happened in that scenario i just cut out vitamin a altogether which is horrendous because vitamin a is so necessary for the growth and development of the fetus and for your own health too um so it's not something we can you know in a generalized manner just kind of go Everyone, go out and live when you're pregnant. You know, still, I'd still want you to do your own reading on the topic. Feel good about it. Um, you know, Speak to your practitioner about it. But do, do look to the studies and do look to the research. And any claim that's made, you know, they might try and put the fear of God in you that you shouldn't do that, you're going to harm your baby. Um, ask them, but, but in what way? Show, show me how this is the case and show me the study involved and let's look at the details. And you might come to a different conclusion. But a good, well-rounded diet, I mean, Look, even if you weren't eating liver straight up, you should definitely, you know, chow down on those dairy products and they'll have natural occurring vitamin A, so all your eggs, you know, all balanced by other cofactors as well. And certainly preconception, you know, definitely even when the the baby's not involved at all yet, um, there's no reason to limit, you know, vitamin A in the form of liver by any means.
1: Mm, it's, It's really interesting, isn't it? You know, like... i'm so i'm so i feel so lucky that i know what i know and you know like i've got you because i think oh you know that i would not eat liver and oysters and things but you think about all these women out there who are just you know eating these diets that are so low in nutrients and so low in calories and And
0: calories in general this is it i mean even just calories you need so many calories to get you through a healthy pregnancy and to ward off the nausea and and to you know have a healthy labour and then produce enough breast milk, all of these things. I mean, mm-hmm. calories are underestimated. And this is why if there's a good few weeks in your pregnancy where you just feel a bit ill, you know, everyone's everything's a bit icky and you've got food aversions or perhaps you've got full-blown nausea, mm-hmm. in those times, don't try and be perfect, just get some fuel in. You know, mm-hmm. even if it's food you wouldn't normally eat, don't stop and overanalyze it and stress about it. I'd rather you just ate food, got some fuel in you. Get back to being perfect later. Don't worry about it now. Um, right now, your baby just needs fuel coming in, and you need to get something in that you're going to be able to keep down. You know, mm. better than saying, "All I crave right now is a freaking I don't know sausage roll." But oh no, what about the poofers and what about the pastry and what about the stuff? No, just eat the sausage roll. Get it down. If you can keep it down, calm your nerves. You got some energy coming in. Cause mm. it'll come down. It'd be far more stressful dangerous to your child that you went. That's One imperfect. I will that, not eat yeah. that. I will eat nothing today.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. That that's a far worse state you could put yourself in.
1: What about Emma? Coffee? You know, a lot of women. You know, there's everyone says, oh, don't you shouldn't drink coffee when you're pregnant, or you know, coffee depletes. I don't know I've read somewhere coffee depletes B vitamins, and that's what causes. Oh yeah. Poor coffee gets a bad rap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I was seeing this to you the other day, but um. Leading up to my first pregnancy, I was never a coffee drinker. I just, I don't know, I didn't have an appreciation for it. I think because I'd been through so many different so-called healthy diets that most of them demonised coffee. So I thought, how good am I? I don't need coffee. (laughs) And even when I met my now husband, we felt like the only two in our entire circle that weren't coffee drinkers. I don't know, just didn't have a thing for it. But it was only once I got pregnant. I was on a call to Dr. Pete on a different discussion, and he was bringing something up about, you know, recent studies on coffee. And he made some mention on the benefits to the fetus. And I said, mm. "But hang on, isn't coffee, you know, contraindicated when pregnant?" He said, "Oh gosh, no." He goes, "It's incredibly beneficial to a growing fetus and to the mother." Mm. And I was like, "Oh, okay." So me being me, I I, I would only at this time, you know, do most things because I knew it was proven beneficial. Mm. So I took up coffee drinking at the beginning of my first pregnancy when most women are stopping their coffee drinking. So I do the opposite. And then I started actually enjoying it and now can't live without it, love it. Um, But it's it's quite, uh, if you want, I've got this little excerpt. This is really interesting Um, and it kind of sums it up, but it says, in animal experiments that have been used to argue that pregnant women shouldn't drink coffee, Large doses of caffeine given to pregnant animals, um, based on that large dose of caffeine given to pregnant animals, retarded growth of the fetuses. But simply giving more sucrose or sugar prevented the growth retardation. Since caffeine tends to correct some of the metabolic problems that could interfere with pregnancy, it is possible that rationally constructed experiments could show benefits to the fetus from the mother's use of coffee. For example, by lowering bilirubin, you know, when they get jaundice, Mm. Um, so preventing jaundice, lowering serotonin, preventing hyperglycemia, increasing uterine um, perfusion and progesterone synthesis, synergizing with thyroid and cortisol to promote lung maturation and providing additional nutrients. So, you know, you read something like that, if you didn't know you are talking about coffee, you'd be like, what is this thing I need? This sounds very Mm. pro-pregnancy. And funnily enough, it's coffee. So it's like in any scenario, though, even if you weren't pregnant, people who say oh, I just can't do coffee because it makes me jittery, it makes me stressed, makes me up all night. They're just doing coffee incorrectly. They've yeah. clearly already got low blood sugar issues, yeah. low sugar handling issues, and they're probably having their coffee straight up, no sugar, no food. Yeah. If instead that person put sugar, some milk in the coffee, maybe some cream if they like, had it with or after their food and got their food right to begin with and got their calories up, they would probably notice no negative side effect of coffee and nothing but benefits. So same going in a pregnant woman, you know, who's not hyperglycemic, is eating enough food, who adds some sugar in, doesn't have any sugar phobia. Um, coffee can actually, you know, improve the, the situation and, and support the growth of fetus too. But the lung maturation thing is really interesting.
1: Mm, what I might do is actually I'll get the links for the vitamin A stuff and I'll get that and I'll put it in the podcast notes. Yeah, do. People do, can do, have do. a look at it. Yeah, Yeah, um, yeah that's really interesting because I love coffee obviously yep. too and you just yep. got to have it with that the milk and the sugar yeah, I think you're so right like people just and I used to do the same thing is just drink black coffee on an empty stomach so no wonder yeah. I felt like I felt but now I obviously know know better and I remember the first time I like when I started working with you and you and like you're like hey you can drink milk and you know I went and had my first like latte with milk and sugar mm-hmm. and I was like oh this is incredible <laughs> so <Sorry>. good <laughs> <laughs> or
0: can you still remember since you're working with me that first freshly squeezed orange juice after oh, uh, you wouldn't have had that long time? Oh my it? God. I just I remember that feeling too. And it was, it was like every cell in my body was suddenly happy. All of a sudden, it just like drenched oh, everything.
1: And, it's amazing. <laughs> it's oh. it what is. about Emma actually? It's another question just triggered my um about women who the doctors say they've got um, you know, it's like the high flasting blood sugar or what's it called? Mm. Um uh, Um, um, pre-diabetes not diabetes um digestional i can't think of the name
0: um um you've made me go blank too
1: gestational diabetes that's it yeah 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 because i know we've talked about that before
0: yeah god that's we could spend two hours just on that topic um very very interesting too um and look again you know we're not saying these things for you to disregard your obstetrician's advice or not do certain tests or whatnot but again you know, delve, delve a little bit for yourself, do a bit of reading for yourself and and never ignore your common sense. And also Mm. to the minute you get pregnant or even before you get pregnant, when you're in that mindset, I think that that mothering instinct is strong and there's Mm. some incredible intelligence to it. So just, you know, assess everything, take everything with green salt, but yeah, gestational diabetes is an interesting one. And I think it's becoming a bit too commonly kind of diagnosed and perhaps Mm creating another stress for that pregnant woman that is only mm. going to be you know poten- potentially another risk for them um but it's been shown that pregnant women should have higher than average blood sugar levels because mm. your fetus and the brain development requires so much glucose which it does turn into fructose that's preferential to the baby um but it needs a hell of a lot of it so your mm. you know resting blood sugar levels should be on the high side sure they shouldn't be Crazy high and sitting there constantly, um, but they should definitely be higher than average. But what they tend to do, I'm generalising, but a lot of the tests I've seen, they um, measure you know pregnant woman's blood sugar levels against what an unpregnant person's blood sugar level should be, and they're like, oh, that's above the average. I'm like, well, yes, it should be because she's pregnant now. It's a different scenario. Um, when I've spoken with Dodie about it, and Ray about it, you know, he seems to think it's just another reason to sell more insulin and, you know, make money. Um, And he sees it as something, you know, in the past it wasn't a thing. It's something, it's a new Mm. thing, you know, that Mm. I think even our mothers, well, definitely our grandmothers, but I'm sure our mother's generation probably, it wasn't even a, if you said, do you have gestational diabetes or what's that? Mm. Um, So, look, there are some situations certainly where, Perhaps it is a risk for them. And if the woman physically, you know, she had issues with with, um, insulin storage or insulin handling in the past, maybe, yes, certainly they've got to address it. But I'm seeing women who are clearly not diabetic and they don't even exhibit symptoms told that they need to take insulin through their pregnancy. It's like, hang on, hang on a second, hang on, let's reassess. Um, I myself, I remember going for the test when I was it was quite late in my pregnancy. I was very pregnant. And they said, oh, you've got to get this blood sugar test. And I turned up. I was a bit frazzled. I was pregnant brain that day, I remember. And I get there, and I'm a bit frazzled. And then they said, oh, have you come here fasting? You know, have you come on your stomach? And I went, oh, shit, no, sorry. I ate breakfast because that's my instinct. I'm pregnant. I'm hungry. It would be stupid not to eat, wouldn't it? Um, and then she goes, look, come back tomorrow. I'm like, I can't tomorrow. She goes, come back next week. And I said, oh, I'll see. And I thought, hang on a second. You want me to turn up? hungry blood sugar levels crashed sit here for four hours drink Mm. this you've got to you've got to look at the ingredients what's in this syrup they give you um i went back to my obstetrician and said look i don't don't think i'll bother with this and he looked He was about to say something he looked at me and he goes look you know on the topic of nutrition you probably know more than i do and clearly you don't look like a diabetic to me so don't worry about it so he (laughs) he was like wow nothing to say um but yeah in hindsight you go Again, look at this situation. They're encouraging a woman to turn up for a test on an empty stomach when you're pregnant. First of all, I go, I call BS on that. Like, that's in itself is concerning. Mm. Um, that's stressful. And then to, to hang around and observe the fluctuations of this is pretty toxic concoction they give you. Um, again, I'm not telling them not to have it. I'm just saying you assess it for yourself, um, look into it um have these conversations and, and assess if it's something that you know it's important to do but yeah I think it's a topic that d- d- probably needs to be probed a bit deeply because um yeah I found it pretty interesting going through the pregnancy experience myself and observing how from day one when you're told you're pregnant it's like they diagnose you you mm-hmm. have pregnancy and then you're almost treated like a sick person you know first 12 weeks it's nothing but don't get excited you know, because mm. I was nearly 37, you're high risk for miscarriage and you're a, you know, what they say, you're a mature age mother, you're an old woman, um, so don't get excited to week 12. So you're on tender hooks, and you're having another test and another analysis, another scan. And it was really, I mean, at least I had my knowledge to back me, but even then it, it's it gets to you. Like it's stressful. They make it stressful. Mm. And then once they give you the clear and go, okay, pregnant, but come back next month, another scan. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. um you start, to, you wonder if the, the over analysis they do these days, you know, in our modern world with pregnancy is perhaps, is it too too far the other way? Is it is it making these pregnant women, you know, tiptoe around, being a little bit stressed, pumping up their cortisol? And is that something that could be really detrimental to the growth of the fetus or to the survival of the fetus? Um. Yeah, you know, I would definitely interview a few obstetricians before you get settled into your pregnancies, just to, I don't know, go, go with one that feels common sense, low stress, mm. not, you're not, not anxious. Um, I think all those things factor in because, yes, what you eat through pregnancy is one thing, but also how you treat yourself, um, you know, the, the energies of the people you surround yourself with, all of that, massively important.
1: Yeah, it's just um, it's, 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 it's so many things. Actually, one more is morning sickness. So, you know, like I remember talking to you about it and you're like, oh, I didn't have any morning sickness. So, you know, why do we. Women- uh,
0: that's a little bit of a lie. I had, hmm. I think it was probably three weeks, hmm. two and a half weeks. Both my pregnancies exactly the same time. Yeah. Wow. It was probably week nine to right, right on 12 days, t- sorry, 12 weeks on the dot. So hmm. it was probably, yeah, two and a half weeks for both of them where I didn't ever throw up, but. I just had these very strong food aversions. All of a sudden, my usual foods, my favourite foods, I'd look at and go, oh, God, no. Oh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> I just hey, wow. And um, I was craving things that I haven't eaten since a kid, like just random things. And, yeah, it was it was so fascinating. Um, I remember one day getting home. My husband got home and he goes, so, hey, going, what do you want for dinner? Can I help this sort of thing? And I went, I want Nando's. He goes, what? <laughs> I <It's not laughs> I need Nando's. I don't think i need Nando's since I was 11
2: oh, and I made him in Kikawa traffic,
0: drive me across town in this horrendous traffic because it was just suddenly spicy chicken was like, that's what oh, I need right now.
2: That's hilarious. And he took me
0: across town and I said, are you coming in? He goes, no, I'm not coming down to your level. Like, it was oh. just, so I had to walk into Nando's, get my spicy chicken. I ate oh. it. It went down. It did the job. But then 10 minutes later I'm like, oh, I never want Nando's again. Oh. Um, it was really... It was so interesting how it can just take over you and it decides for you. So in that, and and I did in that time, there was a, a session I was doing with Ray or a conversation and I said something about, on the side, strong food aversions right now, you know, nine weeks pregnant, any more tips. And all he said was eat an extra carrot salad. And in that moment when even the sight of a carrot salad made me feel like wanted to throw up, I just went, yeah, I get it. You're a genius, but, but. You're a man. You've never experienced this feeling of being pregnant. Mm. And I think in this moment I've just got to go by my gut, survive this little, you know, short process and Mm. get through it. And then, yeah, as of week 12, I'm like, oh, I'm back. And it was fine. And you know what? It didn't do any damage to me, to my child. We survived, on a, you know, serving of Nando's, the odd sausage roll, and I was good. So... Mm. It's um, it's it's such a different experience for everyone. Like, mm. there are some women out there who do poor things. Um, have you know
1: nine months of throwing up, and, and is it's, that is that normal? Like, what's what? I mean, nothing normal. Like, is it because I know I've read obviously all your blogs on? Can you talk about like estrogen dominance and yeah? Mm.
0: So estrogen it causes this this spasming in the intestine, and you you will, you will feel sick all the time. So I would you know just. At a guess, women like that, I'd say they were probably estrogen dominant for a long time pre mm. preconception. You know, probably from t- teenage years, perhaps a long history of the pill, perhaps a mother who was terribly estrogen dominant, and that's always been a factor. Mm. So, you know, to to deal with that first would be a great thing. Um, you know, get some progesterone coming in, or learn the tricks of how you can clear excess estrogen and encourage progesterone production. Get the vitamin A in as a precursor. Um, support liver function all of those things Mm. but yeah that for that woman that that almost into the late stage of pregnancy that level of almost toxemia Mm. um it's it's yeah it's a scary thing not just for the mother and makes nine months go a lot lot slower but Mm. gosh for that you know for the baby it can create complications and delivery as well um there's some wonderful books by dr tom brewer b-r-e-w-e-r and he was yeah, pretty wise on this topic of metabolic toxemia, late-stage pregnancy issues. Um, he puts a lot of it down to the, the importance of elevating your protein and your salt intake during mm-hmm. pregnancy. Your salt requirement is massive because naturally your progesterone production should kick up and whenever progesterone elevates, your requirement for salt elevates mm-hmm. too. And if you don't meet that need, um, you won't be feeling great. And also that puffiness will creep in, that sort of Mm -hmm. fluid retention, um, sodium deficiency creates um, fluid retention, not the other way around, which we've been led to believe. So, yeah, salty snacks, very important, but potentially even through the night, you know, to nibble on if you're waking. But, um, yeah, really, really important to, you know, nip that in the bud if that nausea really keeps going for too long um perhaps some natural progesterone of the right kind you know would be necessary and very helpful um anything to support the bowels to continue to move and get the waste out um probably even if appetite is a bit all over the place you're better off having small amounts and nibbling frequently than going too long a time without food and letting blood sugar levels crash out cuz that's going to cause more stress and cause more estrogen
1: I don't like that stress yeah, I stress. go no. lower that stress. Um, it was interesting. A lady messaged me on Instagram after started sort of sharing the stories about you know trying to fall pregnant. And she's like, Kitty, you know, I'm want to fall pregnant, but I haven't got my period. I'm 16% body fat. You know, I'm just scared about putting on more body fat because wow. I have worked so hard to get it off. And I just was like to her, I just, you know, me, I'm stuck. Oh, 16% <laughs> I I, just so said, I, said, I was like, I said, you just need to not be at 16% body fat. I said, even if you're not trying to fall pregnant, that's not even healthy for a female. I'm like, exactly. get up to tw- get up to minimum 22. Like, I think you've got exactly. a, you've got this unrealistic expectation in your head about you know what you need to look like and it's not and she was telling how like she was just had all these other symptoms as well but you know it's just it's the fitness industry I think it just doesn't it just
0: make you mad when you hear things like that like what have we done to get to a point where women are terrified of putting on that one percent of body fat or that see it anything beyond that is scary or it's it's terrible it's just it's really been ingrained in people and it's created these psychological issues which I mean that will just stop her from getting pregnant or, you know, maintaining a pregnancy. She's got no period. No, she doesn't have no period. No, no, no. There's this
1: there's there's this influence that I follow um, because she's a good business person and she I won't obviously say her name but um, her she's vegetarian does a lot of hit training like really high intensity fighting very lean. Like very very mm-hmm. lean, and I remember her documenting her third pregnancy. I think I told you, and she was had to have complete bed rest for months and months and months and months in her pregnancy. Oh. You know, truly in your head, doesn't that say to you like, really? Do you know I, what? what? I Look, that?
0: In an ideal scenario, ideal world, you know, if a woman hadn't had you know years on the pill or experimented with drugs or had you know played with different diets and kept restricting herself and um didn't live in terribly stressful surroundings Mm. pregnancy you should feel your best you should feel your absolute best and when enough progesterone is kicking in and flooding every cell that's when you know like a truly beautiful healthy pregnant woman people will say oh my god she's glowing she's glowing yeah and her skin will pump up and she just looks you know even even younger and healthier and she's in love with her belly and in love with everyone and there's love oozing everywhere and and that's what pregnancy should feel like. But we've been yeah. made to see that just because it's getting more common, the women feel crap through their pregnancies. Just because something's common, we see it as, oh, therefore it's normal. So yeah, it's oh, not well, normal. Just part and parcel being female. So, no, it's not. We shouldn't be, we should raise the bar again and go, nah, we should be feeling incredible. It should be the, the best, you know, yes, times yeah. of our life.
1: That's I, I wonder too, Emma, about like we've talked about this before. Obviously, like you need to gain weight during being pregnant obviously absolutely. but then yeah. there's the other extreme you know like women oh, i don't want to gain weight well that's silly because you have to gain weight you're having a growing baby but the, this extreme weight gain like 30 mm. kilos mm. you know and like women go oh it just wrecks your metabolism and it wrecks your hormones well it doesn't wreck no nah, i think like, they had a
0: wrecked metabolism yeah. before it even started absolutely
1: and just eating and eating and eating crap like crappy food oh
0: and this <laughs> is it and when they go I'm, I'm my blood sugar's crashing i crave food well, instead of going for the pack of biscuits, go for the orange juice. Yeah. Keep a bowl of fresh fruit Jeez. on the ready. Make some yeah, beautiful some ice fruit. cream. Have some yeah. amazing jelly. Have some, yeah. there's still, make marshmallows and fudge. I mean, yeah. there's still awesome, delicious, sweet foods you could have that are better than the pack of biscuits, the donuts, the, yeah, the packet of corn chips. Packet of something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's um, making better choices that are still completely yummy. You know, still keep yeah. life.
1: I would think too, too, like, obviously, like, if someone puts on a real excess amount of weight and they're eating all those PUFAs, that fat's going to be stored PUFA and then it's stressful in the body trying to lose it, you know, because yes. every time your, your blood sugar's low, it's releasing that toxic fat into your bloodstream. So I think it's – but I guess so if you like – I think where it's hard for women is if they've come from this really restrictive background. So I remember, obviously, when you when you come from that restriction, it is still – mentally you're getting over that okay it's okay to eat when I'm hungry like it's not this all or nothing mentality I think if women have restricted restricted then fall pregnant they all of a sudden go I'm just going to eat everything and you can't stop and you can't you know I think it takes women some time to even though they're nourishing their body and, and getting food in to just mentally get over that hurdle of you know, this isn't the line. I can drink orange juice every day. Like I can eat oh, well, ice cream every I, day, yeah. you know.
0: You know what? That's that's so true because I think, you know, you should see, if you want to call it preconception care or just yeah. say you planned out a year that you're seeing as preconception, if, you know, that's in your timeline, um, it should be more than just about I'm going to nourish myself again, I'm going to take mm. this or take that or, you know, stop over-exercising. It should also be with I need to deal with my orthorexia. I need to yeah. mentally work on my warped relationship with food or you know start to enjoy holding a bit of body fat again and mm-hmm. you know know that it's not a bad thing and and yeah get over those emotional blocks um yeah that that's a big part of preconception care definitely and or otherwise that, those mm-hmm. people those all or nothing ones they go well i'm pregnant and i'm hungry and i'm tired so stuff it i'm just mm-hmm. going to go crazy in my pregnancy i'm going to eat whatever i feel like mm-hmm. and deal with it later as if it's this ticket to yeah. You know, get away with it um and then later on this is it the stuff you've accumulated and the damage might have done to your gut and yeah find some balance in your relationship with food first
1: and i think would you, oh. would you say too that goes for like because i get a lot of comments from women saying yeah but kitty we were not all like you you starved yourself to stay small and you know your weight didn't fluctuate more than five kilos unless you were competing obviously I dieted really hard then but you know like we've had women in our program come in at like 100 kilos and they've just Mm -hmm. been eating like binging and drinking eating heaps of pufas and it's like it's the same thing you need to get out of that restriction mentality start nourishing your body with some good food you know nutritious food and stop restricting and then you know eating chicken and salad 1200 kilos and then going and eating corn chips and pizza and and all this other crap crap food yeah
0: exactly re-establish what food what the definition of food is to you and start to realize that stuff is not food it's not Mm -hmm. feeding
2: you Mm. you know it's um
0: it's not serving you and whether you're too skinny or too fat i'd say same issues going on you know and perhaps the the ones that are too fat are probably you know not as unhealthy as the too skinny ones because the ones Mm -hmm. that are too skinny don't have those fat storage pockets that toxins can at least be shunted away from vital organs and put Mm. over there the skinny ones, they've got those toxins riddled into their system and, and mm. a, a, there, there's no protection from them. So, mm. you know, I don't see necessarily the fat one as a worse scenario. Perhaps the body's working better because it knows you're throwing a lot of toxins at me. I'm going to create mm. these storage compartments <laughs> mm. um, to put them away safely into, whereas the overly skinny person, you know,
1: mm. there's no buffer. Yeah, I guess it's just in either case is about just getting healthy yeah nourishing your body and bring it back healthy, to some basics that's
0: right um look at look also at your entire lifestyle you know mm. and you trying to do too much you're overworking you're not just getting outdoors you overly stressed you're in a bad relationship i mean there's which like, we talk you know, about all who, the time who's one part of yeah. it all the other yeah. things are just as important yeah
1: you know like how many times you see women like you know, they're doing everything with the food and the supplements, but they're just still training too much or they're still not eating enough and they're still doing too much and there's still so much stress on their body and they're like, oh, why isn't things improving more? But it's like you can do everything. they can literally
0: say to you, you know, I work so much and I hate my job. It's like, okay, maybe we need to, yeah.
1: Yeah. And they're
0: the harder things to address. It's one thing to say I'll change the groceries I'm buying, but to stop and acknowledge that the thing that I do five, six days a week, I literally hate, I, I dread it, it gives me anxiety oh, my gosh, you'll never get to your pivotal health, you know, when when that's your your constant. It's change your environment, people you surround yourself with, all those things. It's can't yes. be underestimated.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so I feel like it's so much harder. To sh- like even the last four months have really been, you know, me, I'm like busy and I love to, you know, it's not like I'm like stressed going, oh, my God, I'm so stressed, but it's just like I really... I'm an active person and I love to work and I love to do things and I find work and I just really enjoy it. And I've really been trying to like, you know, on the weekends, I'm like, Hey, just don't do any work. Just like read your book, (laughs) take Winston down, you know, just sit in the doing nothing. And that's been really hard for me. Like, I really right. find that challenging. I have to really yeah. force myself. I'm like, just lie here and read your fucking book, would ya? That's you it. Yeah. <laughs> this is it.
0: This is how. This is how the universe is testing you, kitty. It's going. Okay, so you've got to down pat. The other stuff, the food prep, the organising your week, the measuring, the <laughs> you're great on that side of it. How about the other side? Um,
1: yeah, and I've really seems- had to try. You know, like yeah. we're, we're lucky now in our it's- business too. Like we've had Vic here for a year now and the coaching team's really good and we've worked hard to put all these systems in. And it's like, I'm just not manic anymore. Like, you know, obviously mm-hmm. when you first start your business, it's it's like in the gym and when we first started the online business in the initial couple of years, it was just crazy. It was only me and Craig. And a couple of coaches, but now we're actually in you know, a really and you know, think saturate. Like you and I were just talking about this the other day, like really lucky, like it's just works, like we've set it up. Lexi's been amazing. You know, we're just about to launch the skincare. It's like we're not stressed. So it's no. like in a way, it's like enjoyable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah.
1: I've got to really sit back and go, okay, this is really hard for me to not be going. I don't yeah. have to be working all the time like i don't have delegate to.
0: a little bit well, i've got good
1: like vic's amazing you know like vic's come into our business our coaches are great you know craig does his thing with the coaching like we've got our areas we focus on we don't have to be working heaps no. of hours every yeah. week so i'm like okay
0: and Just... and can you please admit to everyone what you told me recently about your your orange juice?
1: oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay <so. laughs> <laughs> need to confess this. <laughs> so like we from the time that we've had a business, even when we were not making much money back in the day, I always had a cleaner because I was like, okay, you, it's better to to spend your time working than cleaning the house. And I even at one point got them to do some of our food prep when we were in the gym and just working horrendous hours. And now obviously it's not like that. We've always, I've always kept a cleaner because in my head, I think it was better to pay someone 35 bucks an hour to clean your house. And then you can write content or do other stuff. And recently I was like, oh, I'm just so sick of this bloody nudie orange juice. I'm like, it just doesn't taste like hundred percent juice when you free Cause we we bought the hand juicer and we attempted to squeeze our own for a few weeks. And it was like, such a ball ache.
0: And you would get through a lot.
1: So yeah, we drink that. a lot, so I was like, okay, I was like, there's got to be a more efficient way to do this. So I searched online and I found a fruit place where I can get oranges, Australian oranges, like and you buy them in bulk, so they're like a dollar twenty a kilo. Um, and then I just got our cleaners to stay an extra like half an hour and squeeze the juice from yes. us. <laughs> so good. So it really works out like similar to the price of Nudie, but I get to have the fresh juice and I don't have to do it myself. And I thought that's actually pretty clever. <laughs> oh, it's. It
0: gets- it's genius you've got me rethinking my whole life me who gets a cleaner once a year I'm thinking I think I need to up up the ante a little bit here and
1: (laughs) well I I always figure like if you can like if you run your own business it makes more sense to me to work on the business than to do the cleaning because it's like you can just you're worth your value your time is so much more valuable than that it's a reflection of how you value yourself isn't it well, i just thinking that it just makes more sense to me because I'm like, well, it costs, would cost me more to, like, if I'm cleaning, I could pay someone no, 35 can or I can it. make thousands of dollars working, you know, like I just think, oh, okay. So I'm like, Emma, that's it. you got to get the cleaner every week, you know, saturate. Oh, yeah. Got-
0: need to put it out there. Any cleaner who's happy to juice oranges. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and pick up Lego.
1: <laughs> but it works out because, ch- you know, if you could buy yeah. the bulk oranges, I went online and searched and searched and found this really good place and they deliver it too. So I ordered out of the fruit with it as well. So I was like... And it was cheaper. It was like 56 bucks for, like, I don't know. It was um, an eight, 36 kilos of, <laughs> of oranges. Amazing. And like, it was an 18 kilo box. And then I got. 18 kilo. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of oranges. Okay. I know. Amazing. And then I got the bananas and I got, because um, we eat oranges too, just we eat them for breakfast yeah. bananas, yeah. grapes, watermelon. I was like, and it was the delivery was five bucks. Oh my God. I was like, okay. this is genius. You're a genius kitty. You are a genius. You are a genius. Yeah.
0: That's genius. This is what you, you, you've got to post this. This will be, yeah. I just love a good system, you know. <laughs> I
1: yeah. love a good system. And you know what?
0: When you're pregnant, one of the most important liquids you could be sipping on is orange juice on, orange on some levels. Yeah, And do you, do you know that like the sugar that the fetus is looking for is, is fructose? And even if you yeah. provide it nothing but glucose, so you just ate starch all day, yeah. it literally converts it into fructose. So, mm. I mean, that, that that right there debunks the whole fructose is poison and akin to heroin or something or whatever they say Crazy. um yeah so sipping down fresh juice like that my goodness mm. you're to have a very large healthy child it's gonna Hopefully. be yeah yeah there'll yeah. be no failing to thrive it'll be hard work to get out of your body but you'll, be, you'll <laughs> <get it. laughs>
1: oh and we, we were talking too about the whole c-section natural birth thing Weren't we as well? But that's, oh, a, that's a podcast oh, for another time, I think. That is. Um, but there's so many things to talk about, but yeah, we can talk about them as the journey progresses, I think.
0: And everyone, you know, inflicting their opinions on you and, mm. oh, you know, making sure good people do one thing over another. And what you know, it's just, it's a minefield. I think it just, oh, from the minute oh, you get pregnant, then you have a child and people give you advice on their two <laughs> dogs and how you can bring it up and it's like oh, just go away, everyone. Oh my God. <laughs> Just listen to your mother's instinct and yeah. then just you know deflect work everything and. else. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. between you and Craig, no one else yeah. looks like. Yeah. Although yeah. you'll have Auntie M there just going, oh but <laughs> hang on, I've made just some extra mushrooms. <laughs>
1: I'm sure Vic will put her two cents in as well. You know, she yeah. I never obviously comment on anything with kids because I don't have one, so I cannot offer any experience. But um, oh, there you
0: go. Once you have one, you can select some.
1: <laughs> i said and to him i'm like i'd be so good if we just had twins i'm like because we just bang them out two oh, at once i'd just love oh to have twins done it's done nightmare <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, me i'm hardcore i like to do thing in everything 110 oh, yes. percent so i'm like why yes. not then you just one childbirth it's you go through the yes. no sleeping it you know there's only one you might as well have it two it makes sense but god
0: yeah. those long nights of breastfeeding says so kitty who has no
1: kids oh my god <laughs>
0: Both udders going at once. Oh my
1: god! i so have got the boobs out now. I'll so take got my natural. head off to anyone
0: who can do that. I
1: hate to think how saggy they'll be after I have kids. Oh, oh they'll yeah, be then, like yeah,
0: suck <laughs> every little last bit of structure out of them. Yeah, <laughs> they'll
1: be so <laughs> saggy. I think they're saggy now. I'm like, imagine what they'll be. Oh well, oh yeah, so good. To just Look it yeah. on your shoulder. No, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> with <laughs> oh. it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm sure okay. it will be. So well, thanks so much, Emma, for coming on. That's really good and sharing you, all honey. those great things about, you know, preconception and actually just, so I think obviously like in terms of health markers, like the things that we, because women who maybe just listening to this podcast for the first time, like, well, how do I know if I'm healthy and ready to have a baby? Mm. So I guess things like what, looking at your resting temperature and pulse. Uh,
0: everything the same we talk about in terms of mm. seeing where your metabolism is at Yeah, are all the same, you know, Anything that makes a healthy woman makes a woman fertile. Makes them, yeah. you know, prepped for pregnancy. So all the work you've been doing, Kitty. You know, you've got your temperatures such such incredible place. and Great pulse, pooing like a champion, sleeping pooing like well, a champion, sleeping well. Good energy, sits, yeah. being yep. conscious of stresses and regular minimizing, cycle, minimizing,
2: regular eating frequently, eating yep.
0: plenty. Not ignoring your cravings for sugar, which we should even change the word. It's not craving. your need mm. for sugar, and your body, mm. your intelligent body, tells you blood sugar is running low. Um. Yeah, all those things. Seeing, you know, regular cycle, you know, asymptomatic, no PMS, mm. those kind of things. Yeah.
1: Yeah, making sure you're ovulating. You know, that's really, really too easy it. to track your period. You know, I think it's like once you, you know, women think that they, you know, obviously before I met you, I was taking the pill for a very long time, and then we did the program, and obviously came off the pill. But it's so easy to track your cycle; like it's not even that hard. You know, I yeah. think, I yeah, always think, oh, like, it's too hard. I've got to take the pill. But once you do it, you're like, oh, this is easy. You know, like, yeah. it's not a difficult thing. And that's um, it.
0: And even just tapping into symptoms or, you mm, know, mm, when mm, your body's mm. secreting differently and, you know, you yeah. feel different sensations, different time of the month, you can start to, yeah. you know, put all the pieces together.
1: Yeah, I think it's just really fascinating. I, I love the data, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. Like, looking, oh, at you the love data. Point. Yeah, I just <laughs> think it's fascinating. Think, oh, like I didn't have a good sleep last night, and then my temps lower. So, you just see, you see the.
0: I can imagine you with a little one, and you'll be checking on the data yeah. the conference, the body length, how many poops a day. <laughs> You'll be monitoring everything, tracking everything, and the poor baby, the mom. I just think it's so
1: interesting, you know. Like I just think like it's just so interesting. Well, the body, you know, I always notice, like I've said this to you before, like on a day, you know, I really have to purposely eat a lot of carbs. My body just needs the carbs to sleep. And if I don't, I'll notice the next day my waking temp is lower. Like it's an instant, instantly higher. I might have
0: tossed and turned a little bit more and didn't force it Yeah, I didn't eat enough.
1: Yep, yeah, you need enough you have carbs, and so I really have to like eat a lot of carbs. And you don't know that until you start to track these things. You're like, oh, oh this it requires a now. lot. That's yeah. it. So it takes
0: a conscious effort to get enough carbs and protein. Protein, was yeah. really hard to get enough.
1: Because I think women just underestimate too. Like I like if I'm not like tracking and going, okay, I've got to make sure I eat this amount of food. I just get busy and I, you know, like will not quite eat enough, and then I notice yeah. it. But I notice it instantly, and I'm like, okay, I know I just need to eat more. Yep. Yeah. Yep,
0: that's right. Listen, yeah, mm. don't don't ignore your gut instinct. Yeah,
1: yeah. But um, yeah, that was awesome. Thank you so um much, Emma, and yeah, I'll continue to share my journey as it unfolds.
0: Yeah. anytime. time. Mm. Good to chat. All right, bye. Bye.